Hello and welcome back to Castle Rock Critical. Woo! Woo! Yay! Uh, we are here to discuss episode 5 of Castle Rock, The Laughing Place, not to be confused with The Sunken Place, which is what is always in my mind when I hear that. <laughs> okay. Bit of a difference. Um, Len is indisposed currently. Um, he's adjusting to his new life down under. So today I am joined by Emma. Hi! And John. Mm. The lesser spotted John. Yeah. The How wanderer exciting. returns. The yeah. prodigal son. Well, in a way, I mean, insert any of your other ones in no, there. That's a good one, that. I Did like you say that. The yeah. prodigal son. <gasps> Why sound that? I, I it's a pun. Podcastical. Oh, uh, uh, right, okay. Yeah. Which sound I gained loads of weight, which is actually the opposite the of what Pod? Why would that. So, no, podge. Oh, no, I didn't call you the podgeable son. We podcast. Sorry. No, we're it's... equal opportunities and we do not fat shame on this <laughs> podcast. So. Yeah. Kink shame, no. Pog, um, fat shame, no. Um, so, John, you're back. Mm, How's yeah. it feel? Um, well, look, do you know what? Um, I've had a nice little break. I mean, this is episode five. We're halfway through the season, yeah. I, I suspect. Midway. I'm, I'm assuming it's ten episodes. It might not be. Um, I hope it is. It is. So, turns out to be eight, and I'm totally wrong. Do you know what? I've really enjoyed the start of this season. I'm glad I... you're saying that because I was going to ask you how you feel about this season overall. I think this is going to be a better season than season one comfortably. Okay. Um, my, my only, I guess the only negative that I would have is I think season one ended so badly yes. that it's turned quite a lot of people off. Yes, I would agree um, with that. feels like it's got like... Um, American Horror Story vibes where season one is a bit eh, and then the rest of the season's really picked it up and it mm, they find their feet yeah find their feet mm, yes. critical yes okay um, if you had to give the first four episodes a oh, blueberry overall <laughs> well just generally the general vibe average what? bloob average your bloobs I'll out. tell you what I'll give you one of them is a five bloob no, just, I mean, on average, not every single episode. One of them is a four bloob. Do I have to do the maths? Two of them are four bloobs, actually. And okay. one is a three bloob. Oh, you're quite so positive. Average four. Yeah. Which was your five bloob, John? I can't remember. Yeah, honest. they blur, don't do you they? Do know what? I, I, maybe the first one. I mm. thought, I mean, I, t- I don't know what Gaz was on. He was so negative in that first one. He was in a proper fouler mood. Yeah. I can't believe he didn't like the Carly Simon song, Let That's the River Run. That's a classic song. I'd never heard it before, if you can believe that. That's all I, love... I ever listened to. <laughs> it's um, quite Christian rock, I think. I yeah, think it's well, actually exactly, really yeah. Christian. That's what we all listen to. Who doesn't um, love Christian rock? Cult. Me, yeah. apparently, growing up. Um, on the topic of blueberries, Jonas, uh, can you just give us... Well, a... Hold on, what is happening now? What? What it just is. I'm just oh, asking right. you to give the, the blueberry scale and explain what it is. John, whatever. Just go with it. I'm, I'm sick of people not knowing who I am on this podcast. I'm the host. Yes. Good. You're Jonas Shelby, it's fine. Mm. Oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, so oh, that's what turned it around. Um, it. What can you just explain to the listeners who may not be familiar oh, yeah. with the Blueberry Scale, how it works? Yes, so the Blueberry Scale uh, is a fair but firm scale. Um, you can have zero bloobs, you can have five bloobs, and all in between, but you can never have a half bloob. No, no half. So, an example of a zero bloob would be the last episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And an example of a five bloob would be Joker. Okay. Um, or the first episode of this season. Um, do you want my bloob score for this? No, he doesn't count. We don't want yours. No, we do. <laughs> if you could follow on with that, that would be fine. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so, look, you know, it's been a good season, and the one episode that I decide to join is my least favourite episode. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. So, and I know this is going to be unpopular, which is fine with That's me. That's why you're here. Yeah. Um, I felt my calling. This episode has been very well received by all critics. I suspect, um, oh, well, I suspect, I know Len has given this a five bloob. I know he's not here, but he's given it a He's five weaseled bloob. his way into the Can't podcast, even though himself. he's not here. <clears throat> Unsolicited blueberries we received from him. I'm going to give it a free bloob. Okay. And the reason I'm going to give it a free bloob is I think the execution of the episode is fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I'm an expectant father, so the ending of the episode... Spoiler warning. Yeah, spoiler warning. It was limited to Patreon before, but uh, now everyone knows. Um, the ending of the episode, I teared up because of the baby. Yeah, the baby um, was cute. But Aww. I thought... Oh, hold on. But I thought the story was so obvious. Like, I could see where it was going four minutes in. Yeah, I mean, we're going to... We'll come on to this. There are certain signposts that I'll just hit you over the head or impale you through the stomach, whichever way you want to look at it. Mm. So I agree on that. um, So I was really disappointed. Really disappointed. Yeah. But I've given it a free blue because I thought. So uh, forgive me for not knowing the actress's name, the young girl that plays a young. um, I'm sure Emma will look it up. Plays a young Annie Wilkes. She is amazing. She was really good. Um, I mean, it seems like anyone that plays Annie Wilkes is really good. It is a requirement of the role. Must mm. be quite good at acting. So that's so that was that was good. I thought the guy that plays her dad was really good. Yeah, I think um, the characterisation of the dad will obviously come on oh. to, but I think that was very actually very interesting. And her mother, wow, man like yeah. Robin Vigat. Jesus, she, she was fucking fantastic. Did anyone ever watch um, Big Little Lies? No. no. She was Nicole Kidman's therapist in that. Quite a small role. But, <laughs> oh, really? but you know, it was fairly... Uh, yeah, fact. Advanced. Um, okay, so three bloobies from john Emma, what about you? You missed last uh, episode due to tragic illness. I had what I think is commonly referred to as... Um, a hangover. Almost, Thrush. No, I wasn't hangover. <laughs> almost <laughs> deadly man flu, actually. Oh, flu. Um, it is the season. Have you had your shot? No, I have not, because I've been um, been out of work for a few weeks, so don't get my free one, did I? <laughs> uh, Why would you get a free hobo. one? What, you get a free one with work? And you get a free one... Yeah, I've had mine. There you go, you get a free one. Don't worry about that. Sorry. Don't worry about why. With work? Yeah, through my job as a flu Not manufacturer. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I um, I have to say I felt similar about last week's episode, as John does a little bit about this one, is that I just found, I felt like nothing happened um, and I was bored. Yes. So that was the, that was the three baloob, baloob. Three, three baloobs. Three baloob from me, um, if you wanted to know. You didn't ask, but I'm giving I it like, away. No, give me the intel, give me the background to how you're feeling today. Give me the stories. You know, I want to I wanna know it all. Um, and now that I'm over my tragic man flea, um, a, I will go and get a flu shot. And we already B, had it now, but yeah. Um, yeah, we might get it again. Different strain. True. Uh, I love this episode. Mm. I really <clears> loved <throat> it. I thought it was really well put together. Um, I was gripped the whole way through it. I was excited. And uh, for everybody's reference, the fantastically talented young lady who played teenage Annie is called Ruby Cruz. Oh, yeah. Hold yeah. tight, Ruby. And she There's is. no way that's her real name spectacular sick name um she's only ever been in like three things um 
but she yes. is very good. Yeah. Uh, and, and she was the thing actually that really made it for me. I was more interested in the the, the backstory than I was about what was currently happening. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure we'll talk through in more detail. Um, and I, I've been a bit torn about my score since I watched this six hours ago. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give this a five blueberry. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> I really liked it, and I'm not being all you know. No, it's lame. fine. You can um, you can give whatever blueberry score you want. Mm. Thank you, Lucy. As long as it's a whole blueberry and it's between zero and five, as oh, John well, explained. explained you I? know. Uh, yeah, five blueberries. Me, loved it. Okay. Wow. So I haven't been involved in the last two episodes either. Not through man flu, just through circumstance. Um. And I've actually found my interest in the show has kind of fallen off a cliff a little bit. Oh, wow. I don't know whether that's because I haven't been watching it with friends or I haven't been talking about it, but I've been bored watching it. Um, I actually <clears throat> felt like Annie is not that interesting a protagonist. Ooh. I think Annie Wilkes of Misery is bang on and, you know, she's got a malevolence to her that mm. is very compelling. But mm. I think what we're seeing in the show with current Annie is just a woman in the grip of a mental breakdown. Yeah. I don't find it that enthralling. Um, and I think although Lizzie Kaplan's doing a good good job with the performance, it just hasn't been capturing me. And a lot of the storyline, like last week, I thought was really poor. Last week um, was dull. It was yeah. really boring. Yeah, it was a bit and it was really disjointed. And I think um, Gaz gave it two blueberries. I would have done the same. But I really, really enjoyed this episode. I think... I don't. It's not really a bottleneck. I know because obviously we've got we do have glimpses of uh, what's happening now. Mm. But I just thought the the relationship between Annie and her parents and some of that, although John, I think you're right, a lot of it was very predictable. Actually, the relationship with her parents was completely different to what I thought, um, which we'll get onto. Mm. But I thought it was a really strong episode. There were bits though you think, oh, that's literally a signpost. That's very obvious what's going to happen next. Yeah. But it was all done very well. The acting was really good. Um, and I'm going to give it a four bloobs. Nice. Yeah, so I think I'm kind of in the middle of you guys. Hmm. Malcolm in the middle. I mean, I'm literally, literally in the middle. Hmm. And I'm also figuratively Mally. Um, okay, so we've got our blueberry scores locked in. Now let's take a quick advert break. What's up, everybody? I am legally obliged to start all adverts with that because that's how Len does it. Mm. Um, mm. We are here to advertise our wares. We've got a chock-a-block schedule at the moment. Yeah. Um, we are currently, well, I say we, the lads with a Z. Um, John, Gaz and Len are covering Watchmen. Yeah. Where's, what's the channel called? So we are the Watchmen Watchers. Yep. Yeah. Tongue um, twister. Yep. Yeah. It's been very well received. I didn't want to call it that, uh, to be honest. The show's been well received or the title of the podcast has been well received? No, the, uh, no the I show. mean, the, the show has been well received. Okay. <laughs> Both the podcast and the HBO hit show. Equally good. Um, I just I wasn't a fan of the name, but we had to do it because of the way in which iTunes picks up the title podcast. And what was it you wanted to be called, John? I can't remember now. Was it the... The 30 second men? Three no. second men. Why are you saying that? We're three, the three minute, minute men. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you're watching The Watchmen, then why don't you go and join The Watchmen Watchers <laughs> or whatever John We're the just three said? Minute men. So, me, Gaz, and Len, uh, we, uh, every week we'll trawl through, we'll compare the show to the comics, to the film. It's uh, It's been a good laugh. Hmm. We've had some extremely positive comments, which uh, which is always Love really, a bit of fan. Really nice. 
Yeah. Fan critical comeback. Yeah, don't there's we? lots of nice. puns in that. Lovely. So, you know, if you like that sort of thing, then go and listen to that. Yeah, please like, subscribe and review if you're mm. into The Watchmen. Yeah. And we're also obviously covering Castle Rock. So we've got our other channel, Castle Rock Critical. We will be covering Doctor Sleep at yeah. some point. Yay! Um, Exciting. So stay tuned for that. If you want to follow us on social media, we are available across many a platform. So Fan Critical on Facebook, uh, at okay. Fan underscore Critical on Instagram, and at Fan Critical Pod on Twitter. So please give us a tweet or a gram comment or a Facebook comment. <laughs> a gram you can comment. also email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. We love your feedback and we use it all the time in our podcasts. And we will in this. Yes, and we will be. Stay tuned for that also. Finally, Patreon. If you're liking what we're doing, if you want to support us, please consider donating to us. There are different tiers. They're all blueberry tiers, so you can donate as little or as much as you like within the realms of the tiers. Mm. Um, so if you can go to Patreon forward slash Fan Critical and donate. We are going to give a shout out to one of our lovely Patreons, Danielle Rickard. She has very kindly contributed to the cause, the Fan Critical cause. And she is a big fan of Castle Rock. She's asked for the shout out within this podcast. So thank you very much, Danielle, for your contribution. Mm. Cheers, Danielle. Okay. Cheers, Danielle. Hold tight. So that's it for the advert. So let's get back onto the show and get into the plot. Plot. We begin in 1994 with a young Annie in school being laughed at by the other kids. She's shown in class struggling to read Brad Rabbit. We'll come back to that. For start, it's incorrect. (sighs) The way she sees the words may mean she's dyslexic. They all seem to be sort of the other way around. Um, Obviously hasn't been diagnosed. After lashing out one of the bullies, smacking her in the head with her lunchbox, Annie is forced into a meeting with the school where her parents are told she needs help. Taking drastic measures, her father takes her out of public education and decides to homeschool her instead. Once there, he tells her a story about the laughing place before showing off the start of the novel he's writing, The Ravening Angel. Mm. Mm. Thoughts on this opening? I bloody loved it. Not because she's dyslexic and got pulled out of school. <laughs> that bit where she smacks that bitch around the face with a lunchbox is fantastic. It felt like justice, to quote Jamie Lannister. Didn't it? She's only a kid. Yeah, but she They're was both kids. Her. What always annoys what me... Into. Like, I wish Gaz was here so I could see if this is how it actually works. You see this in films, and I think it happens in real life as well, but Gaz will have to confirm. Bullies can push a kid around, can, can make fun of a kid in front of the teacher... Um, nothing happens. The kid fights back and the kid gets in trouble. What, what, how is that relevant to Gaz? Because Gaz is a teacher. teacher. Oh, Jesus. Penny what drops. You, no, but also, I mean, the kids in Australia are pushing him around, Well, to be yeah. Oh, I want to see how he reacts yeah. and what his parents do. I think he do. does get the school bus because it's cheaper for him. <laughs> <laughs> and safer as well. <laughs> Make sure he gets there all the time. Yeah. Um, so you I, enjoyed it? Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was a really interesting like uh, opening for Annie because I've never really thought about what she was like as a kid. And even the like teeny tiny Annie was good. Like mm. she was, she pulled in all of that atmosphere that you want. This kind of like half dead eyes, but slightly crazy. And <laughs> oh, I really, really liked it. I thought she was cool. Mm. So John, what did you think of the opening? Um, I didn't enjoy it. And the reason I didn't enjoy it. I mean, look, I mean, it's fine. It's just kids are mean, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I hate bullying. Like, obviously, everyone hates bullying, but you know, when you see it in films, um, it's just, and there's, it's Stephen King is fucking ripe for bullying. Yeah. All the adaptations. Tickle him, tickle him, tickle him, tickle him. Um, 
it is it's horrible this is not too extreme but it's still it's just not nice to see is it it's very like seats taken i'm not yeah happy with that. seats taken yeah being hey, mean to Gaz forest gaz sits um... next to the driver <laughs> Yeah, and he's a teacher as well. <laughs> Bless him. Come on, sit on my lap again. They arrested him, didn't he, that driver? Anyway. <laughs> no, they arrested so... Gaz instead. <laughs> Gaz was the driver, spoiler. This is part-time job. Oh, this is really obvious, this film. Um, <laughs> no, so, I don't know, I just... It was difficult to watch. And look, you know, okay, it's, it feels good uh, smashing that kid's face in. I but, fucking love that, man. But kids are like that, aren't they? It, but it's the way that she did it, where the kid was like, can you read this? And it says, you're stupid, or you You're lame. It. You're lame. And she's like, it says, ow, my face, and then fucking wallops her. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, mean? Yeah. Revenge is sweet. Well, yeah. I think, you know. She broke her nose. It was a bit out of order, but at the same time, <laughs> nothing's been done about this bullying, and now she's the one that needs to go to special school. It was interesting to see, yeah. actually, this, this was the introduction to, obviously, her parents, and, you know, we have got Dirty Birdie in there a few times from mum and dad Cock-a-doody, sort of yeah. she even going on about Christmas the... Christmas at one point. Yeah, Jiminy Christmas! Um, and much. talking uh, on the topic of uh, Brad Rabbit, which was the kind of politically correct version of Br'er Rabbit, we yeah. mentioned a few, I think it was episode two, um, about these stories. And I said that they're really disturbing stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Len seemed to forget until I brought up the Tar Baby that actually they were. So I'm not surprised. I remember being read them and being like, this fucking... It's not a The, story the rabbit children. is pouring boiling oil on the fox and skinning him. Why am I being read this again? Um, so I'm not surprised that they're teaching a sanitised version of it. But it was interesting that obviously that has run... That vein of uh, the old Br'er Rabbit stories has run My dad through. doesn't like it, does he? No, he doesn't like this... Nanny State. Mm. I really did just smack my lips then, really loud. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like it at all, and but thinks he can do better, obviously, because mm. yeah. he's a quote-unquote writer. What do you guys think of the parents? I think we'll probably come on to it later, but in <laughs> no, but in in I'm this first off. instance, it was re- it was interesting to see, and it, Annie's mum seemed to be quite Annie, not religious, but there was that kind of. Like that fervor that we see in Annie. It's almost like pious, isn't it? Yeah, Is but yeah, I think pious without it really being based in any specific religion, mm. but just mm. in the the nature of good and evil cold. and right and wrong. Mom yeah, was cold. She was cold, mm. and the dad, you know, at that point, I wasn't hippie. sure. Bit of a hippie, but hey, man. We've said throughout, John. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast or not. That obviously, Joy may well be the product of incest between. Annie's father and her. Yeah. So to see him at this, I'm kind of watching it, expecting to see signs of that. I was watching for those signs. Exactly. So it was quite interesting to see that actually he wasn't the kind of dad that I was expecting at all. Not perfect in any way, but sort of had his child's best interests at heart, even if they were misguided. So I thought it was an interesting introduction Mm. to the parents. Yeah, no, I I didn't get that. I I didn't think that was going to happen. What, the incest? No. Well... Okay. Oh, I'm just saying. You're, yeah. You're entitled to your own opinion, and, and you were correct. <laughs> I was. So. Wor- I mean, I was concerned because I think you see that as a trope all too often, like the trauma visited on children and women, mm. and then that's uh, used as like a narrative you device. You want to talk about tropes? Oh, attractive blonde lady has moved into the house. Oh yeah. Well. That's a, oh, you like my work, dear? Oh, fuck off. Right. Let's not skip forward. Sorry. The plot. I know, I Jesus. Spoiler warning of a trope. Oh, 
Okay, so we'll go back to the the plot now. Um, So as the years tick by, her mum and dad's relationship becomes more strained, only made worse when her mother learns Annie still can't read. Mm. After fighting with her father, we then jump forward to the present, where we see Joy and Abdi heading down to Jerusalem's lot. Annie hurries after her and tries to convince Joy to go home. Joy asks about her father. Annie refused to tell her anything. Mm. Annie is forced to retreat and looks back at her daughter once before drowning her sorrows at the Mellow Tiger. Yeah. Um, like firstly, Annie can read a bit, just not at, at not the correct pressure. age or under pressure. Mm. But so, I think again we're well, talking yeah, about yeah, no, I know <laughs> her the mum being cold and the. I think mm. actually I think the now that I think about it, the portrayal, the representation of the mum is actually quite inconsistent mm. because she seems kind of a bit not off her head, but just a bit. <laughs> unhinged really in that meeting with the teacher yeah and i think the kindest thing she can do for a child is be like you need to be able to read yeah. like that's actually a very kind thing to do it is it's just the the, the kind of the way of the act or the method of the act is yeah kind of forcing her into it in that moment but the fact of, that she's saying yeah. like you're not going to learn from just typing up your dad's book you need to actually learn so you can get on in life is yeah. is a really caring thing to do yeah i don't think her intentions are necessarily in or in the bad in the in a bad place at all i think it's just the delivery is just yeah. so cold. And because Annie is so close to her dad, Carl, it just becomes a bit like... Is the mum jealous of that, though? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So maybe she doesn't care. She's just like, well, fuck that. I'm sick of their relationship. I'll, I'll split it up. But I think she knows that she's never going to go anywhere if she can't read. And I mm. think in comparison to this cold, like, sort of deranged slightly mother to actually give her that gift of we're going to get you a tutor yeah i mean we're, I we're going amazing. ahead well how are you going to afford this and she's like a dental hygienist and he doesn't work he does nothing yeah we'll just give well, it no, a full-time packs teacher onions. packs onions uh, at night garlic okay the garlic, lucrative sorry, garlic yeah. packing no uh, sometimes there's onions oh, you've just spotted the first <laughs> easter egg that i found in this episode oh uh, okay yeah yep, garlic uh, garlic packer uh, uh, yeah okay well meanwhile back in the past ha- Annie's mum hires a tutor called Rita to help her learn to read. So, bonus point, guys. Gorgeous, yeah. Yeah, very pretty lady. Can anyone tell me what other Stephen King adaptation the actress Sarah Gaydon, or Gaddon, has appeared in? Because I spotted this while I was watching it, and I thought, actually, that thing I know her from is Stephen King. Anyone? I don't know. Bueller? You're looking very concerned at me, Emma. I'm thinking. Okay. But I don't know the answer, Lucy. What is it? Okay, I'm going to try and get this right. 11, 23, 63. Right, I mean, I sort 20. of know what you're on about, but... <clears throat> the, the JFK thing. That's the Netflix bad. thing. Oh. Was it on Netflix? Yeah, with, Netflix? Yeah, with James Franco. She was his girlfriend. Got her oh, face so nice. I haven't seen it, but Spoiler well done, warning. Okay, yeah, so just a little... Um, same person. Tidbit, yep. Yeah, same actress. Same character. Still very pretty. <laughs> Not the same... Wow, oh my God, that would be, be a big Easter egg. Um, so as the days and months tick by, Annie's reading improves vastly, but Annie's dad decides to leave. Don't know if those two things are related, but we'll find <laughs> out. Um, soon after Might Annie... <laughs> yeah. Fucking nah, up. This is to nothing to do now. with me, so... Um, soon after Annie learns she's passed her GED and hurries to phone her father and tell him the good news. Her mum, however, is not so happy and slowly begins to sink into mental decline. Um, the driving in her mum's car and Annie's mum locks the door and drives into the lake, attempting to kill them both. Mm. Although Annie survives, her mother does not. So what do we think about... So much happening there. I know. The representation of Annie's parents and the relationship dynamic, including the introduction of Rita. 
But this this is what I wasn't happy with because mm. as soon as Rita comes into the household, I was like, he's definitely going to try and fuck her. Mm. Well, it was only when she said she liked his book, I went, there. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I but understand she, she, everything she didn't now. She seemed like remotely interested in him. No, she was like, you're rude. Like, when she when he asked the question stink, and then mate. spoke oh, over right. her, Your book's she's average like, at best. let me answer like my question. Else. Yeah, I don't find him... I don't understand no. why she'd be appealed to him, but it's a shit book. Mm. Just from what we've heard. It's creative, man. This bit was... It, for me, it was it, that bit about the you know your book, your work is great, and this that, and the other was it, it was too obvious that it was signposting, even if it wasn't believable. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, it was so they've been to vi- visit the community college, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is where her dad went, and jo- and Annie is basically saying, um, you know, it's, it's not bad for a community college. They even have creative writing classes, and you can see her mother just going, "You're your father. You're your father. You're yeah. your father." Mm-hmm. And then when she does this weird thing about. <clears throat> looking out over the lake and then something clicks in her, you know she's going to drive yeah. into it. You, yeah. you can come out clean. That was too obvious. That's it's religious. It's like rebirth and baptism and yeah. all that shit, isn't it? Mm. Sorry, aspects that don't mean shit as in... But yeah, that, that's stuff. All that jazz. It's yeah. pretty uh, traumatic for her. And I mean, obviously, I don't know, Emma, you'll have to clarify, but I always thought she killed her parents, Annie. She killed her father... I don't really remember there being anything about how her mother died, but it's been a long time since I've. Read okay, it, I mean, it? it may well mm. not. Um... She may have killed herself because I think her mother was a bit loony tunes. Well, it would <laughs> it would make sense. After the funeral, we see Annie's descent to darkness take a sharp decline, despite her father returning to stay with her mm. post funeral. Um, so three months after her mother's death. Annie refuses to fill any college applications in, and generally just mopes around the house in Amazing. a montage of moping. Nice. Um, when Rita shows up with a little baby, Evangeline, and her father announces they're in a relationship together, and Annie deduces he is Evangeline's father mm. because she's good at maths, just because she can't write or read, yeah, she's good at math. maths. Numbers are never my problem. She <laughs> grabs a knife at dinner and then flees the room. Mm. Um, so we've, we've we've touched on this, but did you see this coming when Rita mentioned that she liked Annie's father's book and was then shown heavily pregnant in the next scene? Yes, it was yes. the most obvious thing in the world. A little too the obvious. I have with this episode. It just feels a bit lazy. Now again, the execution is fine and the acting is good, but the overall story of some attractive woman suddenly coming into your house with not like that... <laughs> Um, and you've got a miserable fucking mother that doesn't seem interested in this creative father that she's put down constantly for being some sort of loser for packing garlic <laughs> and onions. Take a breath, man. Obviously, he's going to fuck the first attractive person that walks through the door, and he does. Calm down, so, John. But it's just too obvious. I I mean, if, if Gaz was here, he'd be like, this is too on the nose, and it is too on the nose. I don't disagree. Um, it is very obvious. And the reason that I... Still gave this a five is because sometimes you can forgive a bit of heavy-handed signposting if you're really enjoying something. And I did not take my eyes off the screen watching this. Absolutely fair. Um, I, I mean, it is heavy-handed. But would you say? I mean, John, are you obviously that was very obviously signposted? Would are you annoyed by the fact that Joy is this baby, this product between Rita and? Um, Annie's father do you think that's lazy or is it just the way they got there to tell us do you uh, think I, that's satisfying or no 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 I, I don't think any of it is satisfying you're unsatisfied if anything the incest thing <laughs> that would have been better 
Was well, almost more, more trauma. Yes, I mean, yeah. It's, it's not that we want awkward, that. Isn't it? It's more like awkward. Oh, oh, that's my dad's baby. It's more horror. Yeah. Who, it's more dad, real horror. Mum, boy, it's dad. No, who's my dad? My dad. More like just some random. Like, let's have some. <clears throat> if she fell in love with, if Annie fell in love with the blonde woman. Or what if the blonde like, woman was a blonde man? But then her dad ended it's up never a blonde man. raping the blonde woman. No, 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 but I'm just saying, like, and then she would be like, oh, why have you done that and killed her? You'd but, be like, fucking you know, hell, this is a bit mad. Why is this happening? This is terrible. But you would never see any of that coming. Yeah. I guess it's subverting, though, the, that kind I'm of just saying, real horror. The kind of horror of, yeah, like the trauma and the incest and what you're thinking is going to happen. Like we all said, I know you didn't um, necessarily think this, John, but we all had variations <laughs> of the baby is Annie's father's baby. Mm. Really, didn't we? We we kind of I, I, went down that road. I, I went down that road. We anyway. talked about how like it could either be a you know yeah the child of incest or it, <laughs> and then Len was like it's just someone else's baby. Mm. Not at any point did we think it would be like her half sister slash niece slash I don't, I don't know I'm just making shit up now. Yeah, her half sister. How is it her niece? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's been not, a long not niece ever. Yeah. Um, but I never thought it would be related to her. Mm. Yeah. That never occurred to me. Well, I thought, yeah, I mean, we, we've discussed, I thought it, it was possible that it was an abusive father's baby. Um, but no, it's not. But it's interesting that you're just not happy with the outcome of the baby's, well, Joy's provenance. It's not that I Joy's know. origin story. How do you feel about it, Lucy? Um, I, I think, I think why I asked you that question, John, is because that's mm. basically what I think, is that it works quite well that that is where joy comes from. And as I said, I'm, I'm glad that it's not another trauma visited upon a woman in a show I have to watch. Um, <laughs> but Preach. It, yes, testify. <laughs> um, but I do think it could, I don't know how they could have got there better. Maybe over mm. a bit more, a bit more time. We still have five episodes left, yeah. but it, I mean, when she said that she liked the book and then the next scene, she was heavily pregnant. I just thought, Oh God, Too that's much. so yeah. on the nose. Yeah. Like that's very obvious. And mm. it's not really, I haven't really seen anything like that in Castle Rock it's in lazy, this season or the previous, very lazy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm so that's, saying, that's saying. the baby. Yeah, um, well done. Okay. Thanks. Well done um, being honest. Yeah. At last. Um, <laughs> so against <laughs> the odds and his father, it's interesting. We never know their names. Yeah, well, he's, um, he's credited as Carl. Okay. It's interesting that I never bothered to learn the name. Um, <laughs> I looked it up earlier. Against the odds, Annie's father finishes the book after 12 years, but dedicates it to Rita instead of Annie. Ooh. What a wanker. Oh, mate. What a wanker. Total prick. He refers to Rita as his laughing place. That's the kicker. Too That's their much. special thing. Rita yeah. K. Green, my laughing place, oh my you God. prick. You would just your blood would be boiling Um, given the years Annie poured into helping to write and reread the book it's a step too far for her and one that sees her push him down the stairs in a fit of rage unfortunately also kills him impaling him on the banister this was rough when she tried to remove him that was the worst part you should know better than this and I'm sure she does in hindsight now she's a (sighs) nurse you can't lift an adult man not even that if someone's (laughs) impaled on something or someone's been stabbed don't remove it no don't using your it. your strength. I mean, he um, did anyway, but but okay. So, what do you make of him going like, "Don't worry, it'll be okay," and I he's thought, coughing up blood, and because like, he feels bad because he knows that he shouldn't have bloody dedicated the book to Rita or called her his laughing place. I thought it was quite sweet because in a couple of scenes, he's before still trying this, to comfort her. Yeah, he is, and a couple yeah. of scenes before this, I think you um, and I can't remember when it happened, 
But um, he's talking to Rita in the garden. Rita says, do you not think she should be, you know, maybe look at medication again? Mm. He went, if I was still on lithium, do you think I'd have finished my book? So yeah. clearly that's where he gets, well, Annie clearly gets part of it from him and yeah. part of it from her mother, mm. unfortunately, because a lot yeah. of mental illness is hereditary. Yeah. And I wonder if he's just trying to keep her calm so she doesn't go batshit fucking crazy after she's accidentally murdered her father. Mm. Well, look, I mean, there's, there's, there's a conversation that, that he has... Uh, with Annie before he leaves where he says he's he's moving out I mean that is probably the best part of the episode and we haven't discussed it but... is it my fault is, it, yeah. is that what she said yeah. yeah 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 and yeah I mean it's that classic thing again but you know that that's that's nice that mm. you know good bit moving. of acting moving <clears throat> yeah this bit where he's like oh don't worry look if you've been impaled by something like that you'd be in shock you wouldn't be talking to someone. Like you'd be spluttering all over the place, screaming. You'd be like, fucking hell, is that my intestine? And then you'd be dead. I think like, he was thinking of her. He, like, what, you wouldn't seeing... be thinking of Yes, I know, again, but it's a TV that's show. too much. This is all, it's all make-believe. <laughs> Zombies aren't real. Get the potion as far that as we know. me. Sorry, what? Just um, put a band-aid on it, it will be magic. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it, I thought it was stupid. And what's even worse is what happens afterwards. Okay, well, let's get on to it. So Rita sees the carnage and screams, prompting Annie to run after her with scissors and stab her in the stomach. Terrible. As soon as Terrible. I saw that, I was like, it's not a kill shot. Well, I knew, I knew it wasn't a kill she shot. Stab her? Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't even tie into the rest of it. Like, She's nuts. No, She's I, gone mad. It's lazy, that, though. It's because Rita's the laughing place and she's sad. But they're spending too much time creating, like, empathy for this character, for her to then stab someone to death that she thinks she's killed her in front of the baby. She's let she's let her bleed out. Like they're, they're trying to tell you that she accidentally killed her dad and then went out of her way to try and kill this woman that's done but we know wrong. we know Annie is evil, like, on no, some but, level. No, but I think that... Right, which is correct, and... If she was evil, then fine. I mean, that would still be lazy. But so what? It's Stephen King. It's horror. You're allowed to be just evil. But they're trying to establish that it's not that. And then they and then they turn around and say, it is that. It's like, I actually what? think what they're trying to do is, is something a little bit more complex here. Is that So you hear Annie, and she takes this from her mother, constantly talking about you're either good or you're bad. If you're bad, you should die. If you're good, then you're good, right? Correct. And her father is constantly saying, well, all of us are a little bit of both. Yeah. No one is, is that black and white. And I think what they're trying to demonstrate is that Annie didn't mean to kill her dad. Mm. She is trying to be, and probably is, <clears throat> and probably is inherently good. Yeah. But there is a part of her that snaps where she is also bad. And I think that's what they're trying to show. And well, then just have, to, a, just have a killer dad. But they, I think they're trying to demonstrate that, you know, one and the other in one particular scene in the way that she can't see it mm. but we can the duality of man thank you lucy mm. very eloquent i also think she was probably panicking about what rita would do because she didn't mean to kill her dad but her dad is currently impaled on a broken banister mm. so she's probably like oh my god rita's gonna see this i'm gonna go to jail whatever right i've got to get rid of rita mm. i think that's probably more than like evil stabby it's it's self-preservation um kicks in um Mm. so yeah that's it wasn't very nice to see and I knew I thought Matt it's not going to kill you mm. yeah. knew that you're going to bleed out be a slow death but you won't die straight away so Annie snatches the baby child up 
along with the Ravening Angel box. And it's here we see the first episode connecting up to this moment as Annie hurries down to the lake covered in blood. She considers drowning baby Evangeline in the river to come out clean, as previously mentioned by her mother, but stops after the baby laughs and smiles at her, Mm. which would stop anyone in their tracks. Yeah, it was really cute. Why is the baby laughing? That would never happen. It's like, you're covered in my dad's blood. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, so this, this actress, Ruby Cruz forgot her name for a minute um <clears throat> her eyes in this scene where she's going down towards the water swivel eyed running fuck me they were good like mm. so well done and you can see them change it's almost like you know when um is it lizards that have two eyelids <laughs> they talk about the royal family <laughs> and the bushes yeah um but when like it's almost like she blinks her eyes and she becomes a different person and yeah. that happens when you kind of switch to the baby and then you switch back to her mm. and i i just thought that ruby cruz did yeah. such an amazing lizard job <laughs> she um, gave it her best schmeagle oh uh, look it was it was sweet Ooh. wasn't it it was and i think that kind of shows the bond that she now has with Joy, this sort of need to protect her because she she once wanted to kill her. She's killed both her parents, like the baby's parents. Mm. Um, Do you think so it's now also we see like where it comes from? A weird sense of ownership and acceptance. It's like, oh, actually, you're not a rival for affection. You love me. Like we can have a bond. We can be together. But also, you're mine. Yeah, and obviously, I felt very much like it was kind of looking at her, going, "You're mine. You're mm. mine now. Mine, yeah. mine, mine." <laughs> yeah something like that i mean there's, there's loads of like religious um connotations yeah it's very symbolic that scene like i moses. mean you could say that was yeah moses with and he wilkes redemption yeah so the the baptism the joint baptism and yeah i mean again it was it was sweet it was very sweet i mean the baby looked a bit weird when it was laughing but you know, old yeah. baby. Do we think they should? <laughs> Benjamin baby. Button. Do we yeah. think we should have ended there? Because I think that would have been a nice moment, but yes. it, it doesn't end there. No. I think it would have been a good. Ah, oh, what no. a fucking drama, and what a redemption at the end. Mm. End credits, but no, doesn't. So, in the present, Joy reads through the Ravening Angel and sees it is mm. dedicated to Rita K. Green. Yes. After doing some cursory research on Facebook, <laughs> she finds out who she is and phones her through Facebook, which I think is a format, is like a something that happens. I'm not oh, on Facebook nice. anymore. Nice. Um, there's a lot of taking liberties with the internet in this show, I think. Well, look, if you can call via Facebook, feel free to give us a call. Yeah. Ooh, who's, whose number is it linked to? Lens. Lens Please call then. Call him. Now. Anytime, yeah, anytime, yeah, yeah. Really day or good. night. Um, Whatever time you are listening to this podcast, GMT. record what really. she says. Um, so we see in a flashback that the scissor blow to Rita's stomach didn't actually kill her. And she then answers the phone and we cut back to Annie in the bar as Ace sits with her. Mm. Why is he turned up? Yeah. Go away, man. <laughs> He's actually He's annoying. Wrong. He's Fuck undead. Sake. Just do something else. Such a boring undead. He's What's really he lame. Half the time? Just lurking. Oh, I'll go to the bar, shall I? What just are you doing, mate? Stare at people. What are you doing here? Like, <laughs> just winds me up. No, I agree. I think needless ending. Mm, especially uh, with Ace just swarming in the background. The Ace bit I get, but like, I think if you'd have put that bit of her calling Rita at any other point in an episode, like if it happened at the beginning of next episode, it'd yeah. feel mm, weird. Love that. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. No, see, I don't love like that. that. Do that no. before the credits. You're yeah. like, whoa, what's yeah. going on here? You could at least... I mean, oh, I you suppose could, you could do a pre-credit scene, yeah. You mm. could have ended on the... Where it zooms in on her and then she breathes. 
where she yeah, on the floor. She that would have been stabbed. okay. But this like ace bit, I was just it kind of drained all the yeah, I don't disagree the energy and, and the kind of whoa, like the heightened senses that we had from what we've just seen. Then yeah. it's like oh, back to this because I find. I do find Annie a bit boring in her current well, she, guise. She's almost played out her character a bit, hasn't she? There's All not... she is is going like a bit mad, and that's not. There doesn't seem to be any other interaction or any other level. No. Yeah. Although, what did you like? Not kind of taking over or jumping back, but like, what did you think about her going into the bar in the middle of this, going, "Oh, uh, what do you want?" And she's like, oh, "Vodka." vodka. It was mother's drink. Mm. Like, yeah. What did you like that? It's, well, mm. maybe she feels like her. She's turned into, or she's got the same amount of relationship with. Yes. Yeah, but it's all so what. It's a very like mother's little helper thing, isn't it? The whole can I have a glass of vodka, please? Um, I'm nodding I, for everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Emery's nodding. Um, needless though, I, I don't think we needed to see any of the current timeline. No, I agree. I think it should yeah. have been a full bottleneck, just standalone. Bottle, full bottle of. Full bottle of vodka, vodka neck. neck. Um. I, no, I agree. I, th- I think don't think we needed anything. Didn't add anything. Any of the kind of modern day stuff. Just like, who's my dad? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. Right, back to the actual story. Like, it just didn't really do anything for me. Yeah. Um, did you like the twist that Rita was still alive? Did you believe that she would be alive? Did you know it wasn't a kill shot like me? Yes. You knew it wasn't. Yeah, because it says that, I mean, I might be wrong here, but I always assumed that she was being hunted for killing her dad and that was it. That's oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I, did, I, yeah, I don't think it said she's killed like multiple people. It well, it just... didn't say anything. I think it just said wanted by the FBI. Really? With her mugshot, didn't it? Yeah, I didn't oh, know if I it had any details. Oh, maybe I just made the connection because we've talked weird. about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I wouldn't have thought she, she was dead anyway. So no, I didn't even really think about it. I think for me that the the twist of well no at the time I just thought well, fuck this is all gone mental what happens next to Annie because that for me <laughs> was the thing that interests me yeah um, but I think the thing about this this ending you forget the Annie and Ace bit but with Joy calling Rita was all of a sudden you, you when she goes who is this you suddenly realise oh, fuck it's your daughter mm. and that I thought that was really powerful and I the ravening gives... angel coming back and how Rita must just be like that book's what? Some shit that fuck's yeah. so bad yeah maybe she'd forget about the book so you had that book about the the, the ravening angel no it's no. shit don't remember it no that okay that bye year? wrong person <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll try again yeah. um so that's that on the old plot anything else anyone wants to mention that I might have missed just plot wise I don't think so or any other thoughts no I mean I'm I think I'm just a bit I must, I must be missing something. I, I, I can't understand how people think this is the best episode of of the season. I didn't, didn't say that. It's the best episode. No, I. Sorry, I, do, sorry yeah. I'm talking about like critiques. Yeah, critiques. It's a bizarre one. La uh, critique. Hey, I just think anything is better than last week, so people are kind of probably hyping up a little bit more because last week was so disappointing. Mm. And also, I think, and I said this to Lucy earlier, that maybe I am more connected and more into it because I've been reading a lot of Stephen King. Yeah. So I'm in this world. I'm back in Castle Rock again. So I think mm. I find it much more exciting because that I'm having that every day. Mm. Immersed. Immersed. Obsessed. Okay, so on that immersion topic, uh, we come to our favourite segment, mainly as it signals that we're nearing the end of the podcast. Um, it's King oh, Corner. <laughs> Over to you, Miss Emma. I'm innocent, Red. Just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. 
Red rum. Red rum. Hello, welcome back to King Corner. Yeah, I, you know, I'll tell you one thing I've missed about being on this pod, um, and it is the only one thing that I've missed. That soundtrack, that little uh, the house jingle, is burning. it's so good, isn't it? I'm innocent, right? No, 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 Len, he says he's edited that himself, but I think he's stolen that from someone. He's definitely stolen that from someone. The house is burning. And on that, just for you, John, it's the end of King Corner. Here comes the music again. Yay! Oh, I'm joking. Um, So there weren't actually that many um, Easter eggs in this episode. Eggies. I came up with a couple that weren't actually online, which were... I mean, there's slightly stretching reality here. Right. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the obvious one first. So why does uh, does Annie's father calling her his number one fan <laughs> ring so true with us all, guys? Yeah, because yeah. of misery. Is that JFK mm. film again? Is it? Yeah, yeah 11, 11, 11 12. It's lottery numbers for tonight. Pay attention. <laughs> oh, play that quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean that is a, a call straight back to misery um, of her being Paul Sheldon's number one fan. Mr. Crazy! F- is that how she speaks in misery? Yeah, uh, it's Buster. Buster <laughs> shot dead. <laughs> Poor Buster. Mr. Paul Sheldon. Oh, some some uh, spoilers for misery there. Oh, Sheriff Buster. Yeah, yeah. Poor Buster, old yeah, Buster. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and obviously, to um, earlier in this season, um, it's been mentioned a couple of times, hasn't it? Number one fan. Yeah. 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 I was saying that and John was looking at me like I was wrong and I was like, I'm going to keep going with it. Um, So I clearly wrote this note right at the beginning of the episode. Um, But when Rita first arrives, I thought it felt a bit like um, Johnny Smith in the dead zone when he's tutoring people. Oh, yeah. Except less. Tute on. The tutor, tutoring. Tutor, tute on. Yeah. Okay. So when Annie's mother has taken her to see the community college, she's highly un- unimpressed, and then she decides to drive the fucking car into the lake. The only <laughs> option left to her. The only option left to get them out both clean. Drown child. Does that remind us of anything from season one, John? Yay! When the fella, the guy that was doing the stuff with that the kid bloke in the from cage. Lost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Warden yeah. Lacey. Warden Lacey when he drives into the lake. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Decapitates himself as he Weird drives into the lake. Way to do it. Really yeah. creepy. Yeah. Super, Lazy. super creepy. <laughs> um, now, I'm not going to take credit for this, and I don't think anyone here will know this, but I bet you one dollar, one Australian dollar. That's that not even a worthless. Patreon subscription. <laughs> that Len knows that this is the thing. Mm. So there is a scene where Rita is playing with baby Joy or Evangeline, whatever you want to call her. Right. Near the end of the episode, she's playing with a toy turtle, like chewing teething toy mm. now apparently in the world of Stephen King yeah. the universes of both It and the Dark Tower came into existence after being vomited up by a kindly ancient turtle oh, yeah, called yeah. Maturin the turtles yeah. in it yeah what the fuck yes Maturin yeah 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 so I mean Len taught me about Maturin in our uh, did. in our It 2 uh, podcast now, oh, I forget about it. You would have known this then. Yeah. Because it didn't occur to me whatsoever. I was like, so that's Maturin, just cute. Yeah, so there are, there are references to Maturin uh, in uh, 
in it too but i mean he doesn't appear in in it um but the idea is mental that god is basically just a big tortoise have you ever read have you ever read the disc world no. Yeah, I used to have a Discworld diary. All the what the whole world's on a tortoise. On the on the shell of a tortoise that floats mm. through space. Or a turtle. I think it's a turtle. Well, the fucking yeah. similar thing in it. Turtle, tortoise, turtle. Yeah, so it's a Terry Pratchett thing. God's a shell of a man. I'm pretty sure that Stephen King, and I love Stephen King, and if you're listening to this, Mr. King, Sir King, no, Stephen, um, then foreigner for God's sake. Then I I apologise, <laughs> um, but you definitely stole that from Terry Pratchett, didn't you? Mm. 100%. Who did it first? Probably answers, Pratchett. Answers on the postcard, <clears throat> listeners. Or, if you do know the answer and you um, can't bother to go and buy a stamp like I did to send a postcard to my grandfather today, uh, then you can email us, fancriticalpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. And send us an e-card with the answer. Mm. Um, so, obvious Easter egg, moving along from the weird, <clears throat> kindly ancient turtle. Maturin, yeah. Maturin. Matty. Uh, we hear a lot of typewriting here, and uh, Annie's dad, who I only know from research earlier around the Easter eggs, his name is Carl, allegedly. Carl. Um, Carl. What what famous Stephen King writer might he be like, not only for the typewriter, but because of his lack of ability to finish a book and not fuck up his kid? Yes, Mr. Torrance. Mm. Your lucky Len's not here because he literally hates and has banned yeah, Shining. Yeah, no more Shining references. Yeah. Len's he not hosting this podcast. No more Shining references that reference Jack Torrance. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got away I'm with that one. I'm not referencing croquet or a mallet or an axe. But writing. <clears throat> I'm referencing the fact that... He'd have an axe. He couldn't way. finish... The reason... <laughs> yeah. The reason he can't finish is he's packing too many onions of an evening. Yeah. Garlic. Yeah, he's garlic. Yeah, Jack Torrance right. can't finish his book either, happens. and he thinks that the Overlook Hotel will help him finish his masterpiece. And actually, mm. he's just a fucking nut job, and he's fucking around screwing up his kid. Yeah, very understandable. Yeah, I mean, we are g- ghost did it illness. too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said ghost as in like Game of Thrones ghost. I was like, we've Come got here, it. Come here, lad. Come here, lad. Type this book. Um, no, I just, <laughs> I just meant. <laughs> you know the ghosts have an impact on Jack Torrance's yeah no I know, I know. It's not just nuts I know I don't um, hate my homework <laughs> yeah <laughs> the only other reference um, officially for this episode from, oh. from my research is, uh, <laughs> is <laughs> the fishing no sorry the laughing place yeah um, it not only is it from Brer Rabbit Annie Brad Rabbit, Brad Rabbit as well. Brad Rabbit, fucking Brad yeah, Rabbit. That's very American. Fuck off, Brad mm. Rabbit. Wow. <clears throat> Sorry, um, but it's also, um, and I forgot this, but apparently um, it is sometimes said to refer to where she stashes her murder victims as well as her own kind of sanctum of sanity, so that's to speak. Creepy. Mm. Isn't it just? I call it the laughing. The place. laughing Ooh. place. Um, <laughs> and. It, I know I've stretched some of those a little bit, but uh, that is it for King Corner for this All week. Right. Well, thank anything, you for that, Emma. anything you guys spotted that I missed? No, only well, my one more. about the cast member hmm. being in a previous adaptation. Yeah, yeah it was good. I like that one. I'm innocent, Red. Just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Red rum, red rum. <laughs> Thank you for that, Emma. That was very enlightening. You're welcome. Stretched credibility a bit, but you know, that's Stephen King. Hey, um, look, you know, turtles. 
Heat. Ter- yeah, that's the one. <laughs> What's his name from Needful Things? Yeah. The Devil. Um, okay, so Leland Gaunt, that's Leland. the boy. Um, so it's time for some fan feedback. Yay. Always Yay. a fun segment. Um, so the first one we're going to read is from Shane. Hello, Shane. Hi, he emailed Shane. in before, Hi, previously. Um, Was in Boy Zone. Yep, yeah, Shane Lynch. Um, hi, it's not Shane Lynch. Well, it might be, but I, well, it could be. I don't think it is. Um, so Shane says, hi guys, I hope you watched Angel Heart. I admit I didn't. Has anyone seen it? John, no. have you seen it? No, come on. It's like a voodoo Louisiana yeah. film. It's, yeah. on, it's on my list. It's got Robert De Niro in it. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I'll give it a watch. Um, no. And as Shane says, I forgot to mention there's a sexy Lisa Bonet in that movie too. So oh. now I definitely have to watch it. Um, Maybe not. <laughs> but in, re- in regards to episode four, I was hoping to hear someone mention the reflection in the TV when Ace turns it off. I really think it's a different face looking back at him. Am I wrong, Mr. Barlow, maybe? Or maybe I'm just blind and I wanted to see something that wasn't there. Cheers. Oh, I'll have to watch that back. Yes, me yeah. too. What I will say is that there is a moment where you see his reflection. I, I thought it was a mirror, not a TV. And I was like, oh, is he actually going to have a reflection? Because is he a vampire? Mm. But he did have a reflection. But I didn't really catch his face. Maybe it was distorted. No, I might have to watch that again, actually. And Emma, who is Mr. Barlow? Oh, good question. Uh, so in Salem's Lot, you have... Um, Mr. Barlow, which is the vampire. Okay. And, I thought his name was uh, Hubie. No, that's the serial killer. Oh. So when they take over Salem's Lot, when they take over the Marston house, it's Barlow, who is the vampire that's been around for years and years. Oh. And straight killer. Oh. Yeah. Gary Barlow, I was thinking. Right? Gary Barlow. <laughs> it's my go-to. It's Deirdre Barlow. Shane versus Gary. Um, right. And Straker is his uh, little human familiar. Oh, I know. I think. Eats the bugs and that, like in um, Dracula. Okay, well, interesting. Well, uh, we will that. try and no, I mean Dracula. Oh yeah, um, we'll try and rewatch that, Shane, because I think that's a good point, and that would be a creepy <clears throat> little kind of house on haunted hill type thing where you, mm. there's something. Is it there? Is it not there? Do you what? know what? I'll do it later. I've got some housework to do, but I'll do it later. Stick it on. Okay, well, we've got um, next email. It's from Tara, and she says, "I have never read Misery, so I don't know much about her." I don't know how much of her mental health is defined. In the original movie, I feel they portrayed her as being bipolar. She has manic and depressive episodes. She Mm. makes a comment about the rain making her sad. In the show, it really feels like she's a paranoid schizophrenic with audiovisual hallucinations. And while she says she doesn't want to be treated because she couldn't be a nurse anymore, obviously not true since she's using an alias, she seems to unexpectedly understand she has these visions. I was curious if anyone has any insights on her deeper mental health. Mm. So Tara's Tom, very reader. right there. Good book reader, Emma. Um, yeah, I mean, from from book reading and, and, and general kind of interest in, in, in these areas, you're right, Tara, that she is much, much more manic depressive or bipolar as Annie Wilkes in the book and in the film. Mm. This is 100% something along the lines of schizophrenia or personality disorder. Mm. Um, it is actually not as uncommon as you would expect i think for people with something like hallucinations to realize that they have them mm. <clears throat> in their moments of sanity but they don't know that they're having them at the time okay so I they think, can I think look it's back really and well played. Yeah. um i don't know why they've chosen to do that i think it's more horror or horror tropish or horrific um for her to hallucinate because it fits with the storyline mm, yeah. and i suppose it feeds into the fact that she's killed someone that she's now seeing so she's now did she imagine killing him and she's it adds like another level of paranoia to what she's already experiencing from a show perspective it adds a level of doubt for us it does Um, well this episode is almost 
humanised her condition. Yeah. Yeah. And gives you a bit of background to it and where mm. it may have stemmed from with her parents. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, well, so, lithium is very often used to treat um, much more severe mental health issues like schizophrenia or personality disorders. There you go. Oh, well, so, there you go, Tara. There's a bit of background from our resident expert. Um, anyway. She goes on to say, I also have a thought on the ghost in the hat. Like the sequel to The Cat in the Hat. Um, is it possible he's a fictional character? Yes, The Cat in the Hat. Like something out of a book she read. Just looking at how obsessed she was with misery, with a different mental illness, is it possible she Ooh. just sees him because she was obsessed with his story? Now, Tara, I thought about your uh, your question and I, th- I like what you're saying. And I think that when we see the figure, <coughs> what we now know, uh, well, what I now believe is that that's her father because I mean, it looks like actor. the father. Yes. Definitely is and, But the outfit that he's wearing, is he play? Is he representing Amish. the character that he yes. wrote? Mm. Preacher Mr. Jack or whatever his name Pre- was. Yeah. Breaker Jack. Whatever he is. What was yeah. the word? That's what I thought of it. Presta is that Jack. She, Presta. Mm. She's now kind of combined the two. Again, we've got that duality yeah. of her father that she killed oh, and the character in the book together so i think you're right in one way tara that i do think it's a fictional character but it's also mm. represented by her father and who she killed yeah that i hadn't thought of that that's genius Liz. i am a genius it's very well, good that thanks you know, sometimes this podcast is like dross yeah so well you know, organic. find out soon enough um Last, or oh, actually not last, penultimate comment is from Elizabeth. Yeah. The overall thought I came out after watching this episode was how Annie inadvertently let loose a force from the past. Now, I was past this feedback. I don't know if this is from last episode or this episode. No, I can last, only assume last, last episode. episode. Yeah. John, what do you think? Has she inadvertently left loose a force from the past? Um, well, no, to be honest. Like... I think, I think it's clear now based on this episode that mm. the, the only question that I would still ask is, are, are we convinced that she is having episodes or are we now crossing into a thing where this thing that she's been stalked by, which is definitely a dad in, you know, some sort of Amish dress, <laughs> um, is that a real thing? Is he actually now some sort of monster thing? Has he returned as well? Yeah. Um, I still think that it's the uh, the visions, but the fact that they're mixing with the, what she really sees with Ace is just making it more terrifying. Yeah. Um, I also think you could take Elizabeth's comment a different way. And has she unleashed a, a force from the past by the fact that she's plummeted Ace into this sort of coven mm. where now they're reproducing, respawning dead bodies so i suppose you could say that okay that yeah, it could sorry, be from yeah. the past no i mean she's obviously i think she's referring to episode four mm. but yeah, on is. a wider scale you know she has really because she's she's tipped uh, old ace into this den of respawning and now look what's <laughs> happened she in, a, in inadvertently did that well it's very yeah. kind of indiana jones the mummy-esque isn't it you know you open up something and, and some real evil comes out of it mm. and or <laughs> box don't put that on the poster Taylor's oldest time. Well, thanks for that, Elizabeth. Um, last one is from Laura. And she says, only halfway through the pod, but have to say, policeman who plays a policeman in everything is the pilot in Lost. And... Well done, Laura. Did you also know he's Bessie mates with J.J. Abrams? Well, that would make sense as to why he's been shoehorned into this. Yeah. I, I do remember, remember him from Heroes. Yeah, yeah, Matt. He's mates with J.J. I remember his name. Well, there yeah. you go. He loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, that's Guaranteed a... Guaranteed work. 
Well, yeah. J.J. Abrams never stops working, so yeah. yeah. Crowbar him in as a cop, wherever possible. Um, He's a stormtrooper. Anything. Is he? Any no. uniform. Ooh, we all love a man in uniform, apart from him. Um, well, that's wow. it. Well, you Having know. Oh, rough. Having a go. I prefer Bill Skarsgård. Um, well, that's it for this <laughs> edition. Thank you to everyone who writes in with their thoughts. We really appreciate it, and we love reading your input and discussing it. And we hope. Fun, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. I hope you enjoy hearing us and our interpretation of your words and our responses. Mm. Um, so I want to say thank you to Emma. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, Lucy. Thank Yes, yes, thank me. Um, and thank you, John, <laughs> for returning from the cold. Yeah, I mean... How was it for you? Going to be back next week? Uh, no. Wouldn't have thought so. No, I won't be back <laughs> well, next Well, after week. this, wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, pff, no. <laughs> yeah, she was wearing a white chiffon. Um, <laughs> no, so I think I'll try and make the finale. Oh, fair weather fan. I just think only if, if the this final. That's like no, do you know it's too close to you know life events. I, I will make one more appearance. Okay. Um, in and I'll dress as you know preacher Jack. What's yeah. his name? Preger. Preston. Preston Jack. Jack. I can't get that word I in my head. I think that maybe this is a mistype by Annie, and it should be Pastor Jack. Yeah. Preston's yeah. probably some like you know like. Brad Rabbit, Br'er Rabbit. Pressed is probably some stupid <clears throat> original way of saying pasta. Wow. Stupid wanker. original way. Um, <laughs> okay, well, and thank you everyone for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and a bit of a change of pace from Len. Mm. Bit less slick probably, but thank you all for listening. Mm. Until next time, good night and good luck out there. Ooh. Bye. 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 Bye.